You're listening to LaxRecords.com podcast, episode 16. Today we're talking about the Brian King of Spring face-off classic. So let's get started. Hey everybody, Mike here. Welcome to the LaxRecords.com podcast. Today we're doing a preview of the Brian King of Spring face-off classic, which is held in the Raleigh-Durham-Chapel Hill area of North Carolina, and it starts this Thursday, March 9th. For me, even though the season is well underway in Florida and Georgia and uh, Texas and California, the Brian King of Spring Faceoff Classic has always been the unofficial signal that lacrosse season is here. Now this year, there's going to be 34 teams from 10 different states, including Canada, at this year's event, and it's the eighth year of this event. It started in 2009. Me personally, I've been to the event uh, a number of years. I was actually looking back at some of the coverage that I did back in 2011, which was the first year I went, and that was a lot of fun. I'm actually going to have a little bit throwback Thursday flavor on the Facebook page and around uh, the social media accounts this week with some stuff that I did back from that 2011 event, so definitely check that out this week as well. Um, Today I'm talking with John Lancey, who is the head coach at Durham Academy, and he is also the founder of this event. So he sits down with me to talk a little bit about the history of the event, the fundraising portion of the event, how it's grown, and how he kind of does the matchups. For more information, you can check out kingofspringlax.com, or you can go to laxrecords.com slash podcast, and you just look for the story that's going to say Brian King of Spring uh, podcast in the headline, and you'll be able to find all the information there, including the links. Also in the show notes, you're going to find a link to the Verse Cancer Foundation, which is a pediatric brain tuber foundation with the goal to cure kids' cancer. They're partnering with the King of Spring Lax this this spring. So it's definitely, we talk about that a little bit, and it's definitely a worthwhile cause, so please check it out. So before we get into it, be sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Lax Records, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Lax Records. All the links are in the show notes and on laxrecords.com. On to the show. I'm here with Coach Lancey, head coach at, at Durham Academy down in Durham, North Carolina, and he's also... I guess what uh, I guess do you have a title for the the Brian King of Spring Face Off Classic? Is it is it Czar? Is it Director? Like what's uh, I'm, I don't know what they refer I'm, to. Uh, I'm by default. I'm by default Mike the Director. The Director, yeah. Tournament Director by default. Yeah. So. And this started in uh, it's, this is the eighth annual. It started in in 2009, right? Correct. 2009 was the first official year that we deemed it an event. Yeah. So talk a little bit about you know what was it like um in 2009 like what how did it start as that brainchild and what was that first year's event like well to be quite honest i mean it was just um didn't really want to do a lot of traveling with my guys when i got to durham academy but i wanted them to have great lacrosse experiences and you know reached out to to some of the guys that i was funding with in the coaching community that coached good programs that traveled over break and um wanted to see if they want to come to durham and play and they did and, you know, there were some good programs, the likes of Macaulay's and Highland Park and McDonough's. And, you know, I think out of that, they had a good time. And, you know, people wanted to play them. And they were like, hey, we're going back to Durham. Why don't you call John? See if we can meet there. You know, Coach Tuma down in Charlotte Country Day had a lot of those same requests. And, hey, we'll just keep coming to Durham. And, you know, thus uh, an event was born. You know, I think with six or eight teams the first year, and now we're at 34 teams, boys and girls, from – seven states in Canada, so um, I don't know if I ever expected it to be that, but it's really turned into be a great, you know, a great uh, lacrosse weekend. 
Yeah, I think I I was actually checking back uh, before I called you. I think my, the first year I went was 2011, and even then it was a, it was a really impressive event. I mean, I was looking at I was looking at video of that I shot from uh, McDonough and McCallie. I remember seeing Lambert yep. um, when they were on their their 40 some game winning streak um, yep. back in 2011. I mean, you've always had a series of good quality teams. You know, I've gotten to see teams from Texas and. You know, uh, didn't get to see any of the Canadian teams, but, you know, you get to see a lot of good teams very early on. So looking at this year, like, how did you just kind of start, like, how did it start growing? Like you said, it first started, like, you know, kind of almost word of mouth. Like, at what point did you make a conscious effort to start growing a little bit, or is it just kind of like more? Well, I don't don't think I really have, to be honest with you, Mike. I'm not good at saying no. (laughs) Uh, It's part of the problem. Uh, You know, I'm I'm a good lacrosse guy that way, and. Um, there's some really good guys. I and mean, I think at this point, you know, it's kind of a, it's a, the black teams have been coming for a long time and it's kind of what they do and what we do together. And to be honest with you, it really is, uh, you know, a value base for the coaches to come, you know, the idea that good competition's, uh, healthy and nobody's really afraid to put themselves out there early in the season. Most of the games are intriguing, intersectional kind of things that, you know, don't have a huge bearing on your, your macro goals, which are typically winning your league and trying to compete for a state championship, and you know usually help, you know helping that end regardless of what the result is. And uh, you know I think a lot of true educator coach guys who get some of the bigger things, the service component we put into it, the fundraising efforts we do, you know, the opportunity to talk to our kids about um, you know, our own communities and you know you know thinking outside themselves and trying to use their platform to do something a little bit better. And so those things I think is kept guys coming back it's just a it's just a good week in a competition you know there's always an opportunity to talk about you know um other things uh, as we travel and get to know other people in other communities so on that front as an educator and a coach uh, i really enjoy mike and that's why i keep doing it you know there's no pay in here you know this is uh, labor of love and we worked really hard city of durham's done a good job of helping support us so we can keep it going and growing and it's all good yeah, and you guys have gotten really good support from from the college game. I think it was what 2012. I think it was 2012. I remember you mentioning that you guys were, you know, the Duke game. The Duke men were going to play, um, and it was kind of kind of be almost like part of the tournament. Like we were playing, you you, you played on the opposite side of uh, uh, the stadium um, on the little field out, outside there. Yeah, yeah. But you know, and this year you got you got three college games. You know, including the, the UNC women and UVA women. Like, how did that kind of um, all play well. I don't, it doesn't really. To be honest with you, the, the weekend is kind of set. It's the first week in the spring break for Duke and Carolina, uh, just because the facility usage and the ability and the bigger support we get from all those guys is just the ability to, to put a good word that allow us to have access, you know, to facility uses during that time of the year. And uh, you know, if the college games fit in, there's been a couple of years where both Duke and Carolina have been on the road. Uh, one year we actually brought University of Richmond down, and they actually played Vermont. Um, in Durham you know, so we could have a college game. But, you know, some years it works out where there's a whole bunch of great college lacrosse. Some years it's just a little bit. and You know, uh, I don't, we don't really plan to turn it around that. Uh, okay. so just, the weekend is really sad, and if they're here, they're here. If they're not, they're not. But, um, you know, it's great. This year there's going to be tons of tons of college lacrosse action to go watch, and it makes scheduling for me a little more challenging because everybody wants to go to the games, and <laughs> that blocks out big, big blocks of hours <laughs> People don't want to be playing high school games. So. Yeah, and you know, for for anybody who's thinking of going to this thing, this thing is uh, King of Spring Fraser Classic is a bit of a, a bit of a beast. You know, I I loved it because I grew up down in North Carolina, so you know, I was fairly familiar with the area because 
you get to literally go from Raleigh, Durham, and Chapel Hill, which for anybody who knows is that RTP Research Triangle Park area. And, you know, it's, you know, you, I've seen games at Cardinal Gibbons, Durham County Stadium, which is a great stadium uh, to watch yeah. cross. Um, and then, you know, you get to go to, over to UNC uh, to watch some games. Like, it's, you know, it's a great tournament. It's really a nice kind of way to, to see the area if you're not familiar with it. Because, I mean, the Durham and Chapel Hill areas are, are gorgeous. And down where Cardinal Gibbons is, where uh, NC State built their new <laughs> new um, uh, basketball – well, it's not new anymore. <laughs> basketball stadium where the Carolina Hurricanes play. Like, that's a gorgeous area. So, it's a really a great just place to see see the state and see some really nice areas as well. Um, no doubt, you know, no doubt. It's a, uh, you know, it's, um, you know, it's, there's a lot of positives, you know, and I, you know, I think the thing we're most proud of this year, to be honest, Mike, and we've last couple of years partnered with uh, the Verse Cancer Foundation, mm-hmm. which is a uh, local foundation that was started by this guy named Chase Jones, who's a baseball player at UNC, who um, finally had cancer as a collegiate athlete, which ended his career brain cancer. Um, Fortunately, he was able to get the, the help he needed and survived, and uh, he's doing great. Partnered to two things that he loves the most, which are team sports and, you know, his passion for defeating cancer, and started this organization sometime back, and, you know, we partnered a tournament with that, and, you know, this year we've already raised $20,000. We're hoping to get over twenty five before, you know, before next weekend hits. I, I kind of made a deal with my guys. If the first competition in the tournament is that. It's not even on the field, uh, Mike. It's who can raise the most money as a team. Right. Last year we finished second. I told my guys we're not finishing second this year, and I would shave my head if uh, we won. And uh, they've rallied up, and we're, we're far in the lead, so I'm going to have to get prepped up to I can get a brush cut here. Next <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know, we played McDonough School, and they, you know Andy Hillgarden was on the coach, and I were college teammates, and we played Saturday, and uh, I told him he might even be able to get a, a shot this year's Army. So, um, yeah, so there's a lot of good things going on beyond – uh, the on-the-field competition, but yeah. uh, you know, beyond that, like I said, a lot of great coaches who, who love good competition, and that's is, a great way to start the year. Is there any way for anyone who would want to donate um, to just make a donation, even if they're not a, either not able to attend or just you know care about the cause? Is there any way for them to donate? Yeah, uh, yeah. Like you can go to the Verse Verse Cancer Foundation um, uh, webpage. I'm pretty okay. sure you can just generally donate. I think there's a place where you could. Um, Go to the events that they're that we're sponsoring. I mean, get to the King of Spring event and get you on that front. But I mean, it doesn't matter if you do it through the through the tournament or you know as a general donation. But it is a great organization, and um, you know we're proud to be part of that. Proud to help Chase and, and what they're trying to accomplish to you know change outcomes. And you know my uh, my wife's a breast cancer survivor, so I've been through that as a family. And you know pediatric cancer. You know, is uh, something you want to hear ever. So, right. you know, we've got great resources down here. And uh, you know, so we're, we're really glad to help and, and do what we can to help uh, better some other people's lives. And it's important for the kids to know that taking a little bit of effort when you're 16, 17, it's easy to be selfish and realize sometimes it takes a little time and effort to help somebody that you'll never meet or never know that you helped. And, right. You know, the sense of, of that is, is an important thing for young for young kids. So right. we're all doing that as coaches, and I think that's an important lesson to learn. And we're doing that before the – down the field stuff even happens and uh couple of that with some great action with some intriguing matchups makes for a really uh great weekend so yeah i was gonna uh, i was gonna ask you a little bit about the matchup since uh we kind of touched on a little bit earlier like 
how do you decide these things? I mean, there's some, there's some, you know, you know, Lambert and Cardinal Gibbons, which, you know, is basically defending state champs in each of those states, yep. you know, Memphis University School, Norfolk Academy, Cali School, yep. Woodbury Forest. I mean, you got Cape Henry Collegiate Highland Park, you know, you guys are playing Charlotte Christian, you got Wando out of South Carolina and St. Anne's Belfield. I mean, I could just yep. keep going on and on and on, you know, Calvert Hall and Lambert, that's, that's going to be a fun man matchup um, as well. Oh, yeah. And one of Calvert Hall's early. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll be honest with you, how the matchups come to be, a lot of it has to do with people's travel plans and schedules. And I ask all the guys if there's um, matchups they want. It's been intriguing. Like the Virginia guys have always been great supporters of the event, the independent school guys in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And, you know, St. Anne's and Norfolk, Coach Ducat and Coach uh, O'Parrell, those guys have been awesome. We started to get like Paul the Six is starting to come down. And mm-hmm. we've had some years now, it's kind of like the North Carolina teams. Like we'll play one of our big, you know, independent school matchups during the event just to save travel. And they're doing the same. Like last year, uh, Paul Six and Stab played in an epic game. You know, this year they're coming on Paul Six to play Norfolk Academy as part of the event, getting a couple other games in. So there's some big time implication games as well in state, which he's evolved, which has been cool. Yeah. Um, as part of the event. And hey, people love the intrigue of, you know, uh, McDonough versus, you know, a, a ranked team in a different non traditional region and, you know, Highland Park versus McDonough. We got Calvert Hall versus Lambert. You know, people love those matchups. So where do where does you know the best team from Texas stack up against the traditional power? And you know, um, and I really appreciate guys like Coach Kelly and Coach um, Coach Hillgardner and Coach McAvoy brought Malvern Prep down last year to keep coming back and the Gilmans of the world and and putting themselves out to play those games because you know kind of lose lose for those guys and they, they don't really care. You know, it's good yeah. competition and, and they're willing to they're willing to do it. So does anybody ever does any coaches ever make any requests? <laughs> to be like Yeah, I mean yeah, they yeah they do. Yeah. I mean there you know there's some people, you know, but I'll be honest with you, like I think that the great thing about the tournament is Mike, the coaches are awesome. Um they don't really care. You know, like they they know that all the programs are traditionally strong and have shared values and you know, sometimes the games are close, sometimes they're not. Um Nobody really cares. There's a lot of mutual respect. And, um, you know, guys will say, hey, give me a stretch game. Give me a game. I think that we could be the favorite. And, you know, I try my best to try and accommodate those things. And, um, yeah, man, you guys are having a good time because they come back. You know, guys have been coming back. It's been a regular thing. And, um, yeah, I've yeah seen, uh, I enjoy seeing their good friends and it's been good stuff. St. Mark's and Highland Park are probably, you know, I guess they're pretty well staples at this point. I think they've been almost every, at least every year that I've, you know, really been able to, um, to dig into it, and like I think they've been there almost every every year. Um, you know, guys will go for like a three four year stretch, and then do something different for a couple of years. You know, McDonough's come down a whole bunch as part of this event, maybe right after back end. Calvert Hall's been down like five six years in a row now. Brian's done it every every year. Loves to start his year down here. You know, he's a Carolina grad, and mm-hmm. you know, as well as being down in this neck of the woods. So, um, yeah, man, we got some guys that just you know I think Stab has been in it since the very beginning. Um, McCauley's been in it a ton. Norfolk Academy is now in like their sixth grade year. And, you know, there's, you know, it's good. You know, the Hill Academy guys have come down the last couple of years. I think they've really enjoyed. Love those guys are road warriors. They'll play, they'll play two games in a day if you let them. You know, they just play as many games as they can get. Man, it's awesome. So. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, great. Yeah. So, uh, is there anything I didn't ask you about? The one that when I know we mentioned the, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, fundraising part of it is there anything else that i didn't didn't ask that you want to mention about the about the tournament no you know i think michael always appreciate your your support since the start i know you've been involved in the early years and given us some you know how you know 
it's surprising that as more people kind of recognize this for what kind of a great event it is, you know, in the national landscape of, of lacrosse, not that anybody really cares about that that's participating, but uh, it is a unique event. It's probably one of a kind. I doubt highly there's anything during the year that brings this many people to one place at one time from such a diverse, you know, geographic area and, you know, for a good cause at that. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, anything to get the word out on that front is a good thing. Yeah, I'd have to echo that. You know, I've been covering high school lacrosse since probably about 2000, 2009 consistently. And, uh, you know, you don't really get this many. Uh, there's a lot of tournaments during the year, but not this many tournaments that have teams from this wider range. I mean, you Texas, Maryland, Virginia. Uh, I mean, it's just it's crazy how many different teams and, that from different areas come come to this. And, you know, anybody who's thinking of going to this thing, you got to dress for a couple different climates, too, because usually I always got <laughs> During the day, and then those games in the evening, it usually got a little bit chilly. So you got to dress for it. Oh, uh, we we've run the gamut of weather, Mike. I mean, this year, fortunately, I'm like I start getting obsessed with the Weather Channel this time of the year, and uh, um, it looks like in the 70s, and uh, we got one of the best weekends we've ever had out of us. So it's been a hey, it's been an unbelievable spring on all fronts in the entire East Coast for getting the season going. So yeah, I, always complaining there. I don't remember the game I was watching, but I remember sitting up in the press box at Durham County Stadium, um, and it just so happened uh, St. Mark's coach had come up to sit, and we were both talking, and because we were like, we we had all both our both of us had our jackets on in early afternoon. We're like, man, we were in shorts and t-shirts early today. <laughs> yeah, right. Just yeah, typical North Carolina spring weather, right? Nice sixty-five, <laughs> and then uh, you know twenty-nine. It's uh, ten at night, so yeah, we um, yeah, but press box, <laughs> yeah. Hey, no rain, it's good. It's all good unless it's uh, you know, pouring rain and 40 degrees. But, yeah, so we got a good weather weekend out of us and to make the action even better. So, um, you know, also, too, like I always say, that I don't thank the referees enough. Like Rick Wooten is our regional signer down here, and the work those guys do to make this happen um, is not acknowledged enough. I mean, I always do it behind the scenes for those guys, but, you know, to bring this many teams to the area in a, in a non-traditional area and, ref high level games and do a great job and you know um they, they really helped make the experience a good one and you know, i guess the referees don't get enough credit yeah you know on that front and, and they're part of our game everybody in all the different you know because you're at duke you're at cardinal gibbons you're at unc and like you're all over the place so it's like and i see this year you got, you got nc central so um yeah well, that's great first time we've ever played there and we're, we're down at da playing both our games down there they got beautiful Keller Rick Stadium's awesome, and uh, we're looking forward to playing down there. So, um, yeah, you know, and the um, you know the idea too that there's everybody plays by different rules, Mike. You know, and the coaches' flexibility that if you're an MIAA team, you're playing NCAA rules, and you come play a team from North Carolina, you have to play Federation rules. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the the flexibility of the coaches to just go on the fly. The, the officials, when two teams that play NCAA rules playing the event. To, to try and accommodate that and play by their rules. I mean, it's a lot more complicated than people thought, you know, think on that front. And once again, the, just the collegial nature of the, the coaches that they're involved in the programs, the officials, um, just make it a really good, good thing. I mean, there's always just a lot of, you know, when everybody leaves, everybody's just like, wow, that was a really awesome opportunity to meet some new guys and see someone we haven't seen before and get some defined respect for, all the hard work people are putting in out there referees you know lacrosse volunteers in the area other coaches you know it's, it's hard work most of it's behind the scenes and uh, we enjoy getting together and you know, sharing some of our stories and you know 
couldn't be better at what we all do. So, yeah. you know, so. well, coach, um, it, it start, the event starts March 9th, goes through the, uh, the 13th and you can find more information right. at kingofspringlax.com. And I'm going to have links to everything, um, in the show notes and on the website. Perfect. So, you know, coach, you know, I can't thank you enough. Perfect.